नमो विष्णुपदाय कृष्ण पृष्ठाय मंत्रे श्रीमते भक्तिवेदस्वामी नमस्ते सरस्वती देवी
So the incarnations are the expansion of the same sun into many, same Krishna into many, and Vibhinamsas are his rays coming out of the sun, innumerable rays coming out of the sun. They are the Vibhinamsas, expansions. Swamsa and Vibhinamsas. Now, one sun meant became many. So now you consider original sun, that became many. Although same, qualitatively and quantitatively both, but the original sun is Krishna. Swayam Bhagavan. How many of you remember that verse, Avatadadi Asankhayo, Shriman Bhagavatam? Okay, you may not remember that verse, but the one after that is Ete Chamsha Kala Puksha Krishna's to Bhagavan Do you remember how this verse is coming? There are many descriptions of various incarnations. 22 different incarnations have been described. And then it has been described that that Abhutara Hi that in this way there are innumerable incarnations. So there are innumerable incarnations of Krishna, but Krishna is to Bhagavan Krishna is the original Swayam Bhagavan, original Supreme Personality So you see the difference between Avatar and Supreme, Supreme Personality of Godhead. Brahma Samhita gives another example in that context. How many of you remember this verse? Everybody should know. Just as one lamp lights other lamps, and when the lamps are lit, they give out the same amount of light, same amount of heat, qualitatively, they are same. There is no difference between the first lamp and the nth lamp. But the first lamp is the one that lit the other lamps. So Krishna can be considered to be the original lamp that lit the other lamps, from whom all the other incarnations have appeared. Although in Bhagavad Gita, Krishna mentioned Sambhavami Juge Juge, which means I appear in every living. Every Juga. Not only once, Krishna appears in many, many forms in each Juga. Although he says that Sambhavani Juge Juge, I come in every Juga, but Krishna doesn't come in every Juga. Who come in every Juga are by incarnations. Avatars come in. Uh, there are so many different types of incarnations. One is Jugavata. Every Juga, the Lord appears to establish Dharma Sansthapana in order to establish Dharma. He comes as Lilavata. He comes as Purushavata. Vishnu, uh, three forms of Vishnu are the Purushavata. Ram, Varaha, Nishinga, Purva, these are the Lilavata. Then, Manvantar Avatar. 
and then Shaktavishtu. So these are the six types of incarnation that the Lord manifests himself in. But then it says, Avatarudhinasamkhayo. There are innumerable incarnations. But Krishna's two Bhagavan said that this Swayam Bhagavan Shri Krishna comes only once in a day. Now what is the duration of Brahma's day? What is the length of Brahma's day? One thousand chaturjyutas. One thousand chaturjyutas. Satta, Treta, Dabar, Kali put together make one chaturjuga or Diva Yuga. And one thousand such chaturjugas make a day of Brahma. And same is the duration of Brahma's night. So in a day of Brahma, this original Supreme Personality of Godhead comes once. When? Then also there is a consideration. There is a fixed time when it comes. Just as I was supposed to come to give the class at 4.30, I came at 4.30. Krishna also comes in a day of Brahma at a specific time. How, at when, why, when? Almost at noon time. Almost at noon time. Not quite, just a little before noon time. How do you calculate? In a day of Brahma, there are 14 Manus. Now, in a day of Brahma, there are 14 Manus. And so you divide 1000 by 14, what do you get? About 71. So the duration of one Manu's reign is 71 Chaturjyutas. So out of the 14 Manu, the seventh Manu is Vaivashatma. Who is the first Manu? Swayam. Not Swayam Bhu, but Swayam Bhuva. Swayam Bhu is Lord Brahma. Swayam Bhuva is Brahma's son. The first Manu came from Brahma. Then Sarochisha and So the seventh Manu is Vaivashata. Just as Krishna mentioned in Bhagavad Gita, Imam Vivashate Yogam Praktavan. So Vivashvan is the sun god and his son is Manu. Manur Ikshapuve, Imam Vivashate Yogam Praktavan Ahamambayam, Vivashvan Manave Praha. Vivashvan spoke to Manu. So who is this Manu? Vivashan's son Manu. His name is Vaivashan. Manu Ikshakuri Avrabit. Then this Vaivashan Manu spoke to his son Ikshaku. And in this Ikshaku dynasty, Lord Ramchandra appeared. So what is the length of, what is the duration of one Manu's rule? One or one who is tenured, seventy-one children. But out of this twenty-seven seventy-one, on the twenty-eighth Chaturjuga, on the twenty-eighth Chaturjuga of Vaivashaka Manu's reign, in the Dwapar Yuga, towards the end of Dwapar Yuga, towards the end, 
Because the friendship among the equals. An example can be given in that respect. That the friends play games. One of the favorite games is wrestling. And one of the conditions of wrestling is whoever loses has to carry the winner on his back. So, sometimes in this wrestling match, Krishna loses. And the friend demands, now Krishna, you have to carry me on your back. Krishna said, no, I won't. So why? That's the condition. You have to carry me. Krishna said, I didn't win. I, I didn't lose. There was a banana peel and I slipped. And when I slipped, you jumped on me and started to claim that you have won. The friends said, Krishna, after such a lot of trouble, I defeated you. And now you are saying that there is a banana peel and you slipped away the banana peel. Saying that the friend forces his way onto Krishna's back. So now consider, to force his way onto Krishna's back, what he had to do? He had to put his foot on Krishna's body and climb onto Krishna's back. Now which devotee will ever feel like going to the altar and put his foot on Krishna's body? Will any devotee be ever will he be able to do that? No. You know, if the awareness is there that he is the Supreme Personality of God, then how can one treat him like that? So that's why, and anyway, now friendship is among equals. The parental, the parents have become superior and Krishna has become subordinate. Now who can become greater than the Supreme Personality of God? And then conjugal. A loving relationship like that of between a boy, young boy and a young girl. As if they are having a secret love affair. So how is it possible to develop these relationships with the Supreme Personality of God? Yes, these relationships are not possible with the Supreme Personality. But if the Supreme Personality of Godhead wants to have that relationship, then can he do that? Can he have that? Yes. No one can be equal to God, but God can be equal to somebody. No one can be superior to God, but he can be subordinate to somebody if he wants. Now Vrindavan is the region where Krishna has created that. Through the arrangement of Jogomaya. Is Jogomaya's divine arrangement? That everyone forgot that Krishna is God. Again, we have to remember uh, there are two types of forgetfulness. One kind of forgetfulness is out of ignorance, and the other forgetfulness is out of love. We can forget uh, out of ignorance. That means that anybody. Oh, at least we understand what it is like. <laughs> <laughs> but forgetfulness of love. An example, the sun has become the prime minister. It's, and 
It's not that the mother doesn't know that he is the Prime Minister. But does the mother treat the son like a Prime Minister? Why not? Because of her love for him, uh, she has a special uh, relationship with him. That relationship supersedes this consideration. So that is another kind of forgetfulness. It's not forgetfulness, but it is kind of not being, not giving any importance to that. So that is the mood uh, that prevails in Due to their intense love for Krishna, they kind of forgotten that Krishna is the Supreme Personality. It is not that they do not know that Krishna is the Supreme Personality. But their mood is, well, you may be the Supreme Personality of Godhead, so what? What really matters is, you are my friend. If you are, even if you are not a Supreme Personality of Godhead, you would have been my friend and I would have had the same sort of feelings towards you. So that is the mood of the devotees in Vrindavan. And they develop, because of that, they develop these very special relationships with Krishna. In friendship, in parental, So Krishna comes once in a day of Brahma to reveal his Brajavila. And after performing his Brajavila, Krishna considers that I have now performed my Brajavila. But how will anybody ever understand these pastimes? How will anybody ever understand the glory of Vrindavan and my pastimes there? Because, mind you, just this morning, as Ravin discussed, the four sampradayas, the Vaishnav sampradayas, the Vaishnavas, but they didn't actually have the awareness, a specialty of Krishna in Vrindavan. They used to think that this Krishna is actually an incarnation of Shirodaksha and Vishnu. And in this incarnation, he is enacting his Brajavila. They didn't understand that. Rajalila is actually beyond Vaikuntha. They were simply concerned about Krishna's Vaikuntha. Where the Lord is the Supreme Personality. So in order to make people understand the speciality of his Vrindavan pastimes, Krishna decided to come as Sri Chaitanya. Krishna came as a devotee. <coughs> there, there are other, okay, briefly also I will consider another thing that in the spiritual sky there are two regions. One region is Vaikuntha and the other region is Vrindavan. And there are two types of devotional service Vaidhimakti and in Bhaiti Bhakti, when one renders devotional service and achieves his perfection, he goes to Vaidhimakti. And the way to enter into Vrindavan is Raghavan 
Now, the scriptures are saying that if one renders devotional service unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead, following Vaidhi will enter into Vaidhi. But Vrindavan is beyond Vaidhi. Now, when one follow, and the scriptures are also saying that if one renders devotional service without following the rules and regulations of the scriptures, Shruti Smriti Puranadi Panchagatra Vidhi Dina Oikanti Ki Bhakti Utpatri If one renders devotional service without following the rules and regulations of the scriptures, it will simply create a disturbance in the society. So, in a way, uh, the other type of bhakti, Raganuga bhakti, uh, is being discouraged. Uh, that if, it, if one renders devotional service without following the rules and regulations of the scriptures, it will simply create disturbance. And Krishna also considered, in Chaitanya Charitamrita, Krishna is described, Krishna also considered that the whole world, Shakul Jagrati Mori, or a Biji the whole world worships me following the rules and regulations of the scriptures, following Vaidhi Bhakti. But following Vaidhi Bhakti one cannot get access to Vrindavan. So how will anyone ever enter into Vrindavan? Therefore, Krishna decided to come not as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, but as a devotee in the age of The purpose, the main reason, or uh, the external reason of his coming in the age of Kali is to give, create access to Vrindavan for the devotees after enacting his Vrindavan. So that is how, why Krishna came as Sri Chaitanya. Now the question arises, then, okay, fine, uh, worshipping Krishna as a devotee, one will have access to Vrindavan. But you say that Raganuga Bhakti is the way to bring Okay, now Krishna solved that problem. The whole world will worship Krishna following Vaidhya Now, <clears throat> serving this devotee Krishna, auto following Vaidhya Bhakti automatically takes the shape of Raganuga How? Krishna came as a devotee, meaning what? Krishna came as uh, assuming the mood of Srimati Now let's go to the meaning of the word Raga Nuga. Rag means pure love. In Vrindavan, the residents of uh, residents have the pure love for Krishna. Raga, therefore, they are called Ragatmika. And when the Ragatmika Bhaktas are followed, then it becomes Raganuga. The Anuga means followed. When the Ragatmika Bhaktas are followed, Anugas, Anugami of a Ragatmika Bhakta becomes Raganuga. Now Krishna came assuming the mood of Srimati Raganuga. Therefore, when we are following Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who are actually we are, who are you following? Srimati Ramana. Therefore, following Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, 
is automatically taking the shape of Radha. And that's why it is very, very important to understand who Krishna, the original Supreme Personality of Godhead is, what is the specialty of his pastimes in Vrindavan, and how following Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu we will have access to And <clears throat> Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu through his very beautiful pastimes, wonderful pastimes, have established his identity as a Supreme Personality of He came as a devotee. He did not say that he is the Supreme Personality of God. Rather, he is trying his best to hide his identity. But he is becoming exposed. One such example is Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went to Jagannath Puri after taking sannyas. And when he went to Jagannath temple, after seeing Lord Jagannath, he fainted. And Sagoma Bhattacharya, the, the, the greatest scholar of the assembly of King Prataparudra, was there. And he was very impressed to see this young, extremely handsome sannyasi. And he wanted to, and he was also, he could detect that he is displaying the ecstatic symptoms. He was a scholar, great scholar. So he knew about these ecstatic symptoms, but these ecstatic symptoms are natural. Normally, they are not to be found not visible. In very, very exalted devotees, these ecstatic symptoms become manifest. And he saw these ecstatic symptoms in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's personality. And so affectionately he took him to his house. He was unconscious. He had his men carry him to his house. And in the meantime, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's other followers came to Jagannath temple and upon inquiry, they got to know that Sarvam Bhattacharya has taken this personality to his house. When they went there, he was still unconscious. But they started to chant the holy name, and then Mahaprabhu came back to the external senses. And Mahaprabhu's associates started to speak about who this personality is when, when Sarvam Bhattacharya asked, they said, this is the Supreme Personality of God. Sarvam Bhattacharya, very learned scholar actually, he was the greatest exponent of Vedanta philosophy of his time. An extremely erudite scholar, brilliant. He was so exalted that even the sun, although he was in the household order, the exalted sannasas used to come to reconfirm their sannas by his becoming fixed up in this And the Sarvam Bhattacharya contested that. He said that, well, I can accept that he is a great personality, but I can't accept that he is a supreme personality of God. You know, just a bunch of sentimentalists. 
and Sarvapattacharya's brother-in-law was Gopinath Acharya, who knew Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu from Navadhi. So Gopinath Acharya had a big argument with And he even went to the extent of telling uh, that you are not fortunate enough to recognize the you don't have the right kind of vision to see uh, because heart, your heart is so fundamental that even though he's standing in front of you, you don't recognize that he's the Supreme Personality. Anyway, generally the brothers-in-laws have some <laughs> <laughs> relationship with, among themselves, so they took advantage of that. And then Sarvam Bhattacharya considered that this person is very handsome. He's young. And he is so sentimental. So he expressed his doubt that he would be able to maintain his sannas. And for a sannas to fall down, it, according to the Vedic culture, is very, very unfortunate. So he decided that he would fix up, fix him up in his sannas order and by giving him the teachings of Vedanta. So Gopinath Acharya became very upset. He said, what are you talking about? <laughs> but Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he said, look, he's my well-wisher. So if he wants to benefit me in this way, it is a display of his mercy, display of his and so he accepted to take the instructions from Sarvam Bhattacharya. Then Sarvam Bhattacharya started to teach Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and started to explain Vedanta Sutra. For seven days Chaitanya Mahaprabhu listened without saying anything. He just silently listening. So Sarvam Bhattacharya considered whether he's understanding what he was talking. And so he asked, Krishna Chaitanya, do you understand what I am saying? So he replied, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu replied, Yes, I understand the sutra, the aphorism, but I don't understand your explanation, your commentary. So he said, look, my explanation that to clarify the meanings of the sutras, and you say you understand the sutra but do not understand my passion. So, then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu pointed out that your passion, what you are saying, is not really explaining the sutra, they are simply covering the sutra. And then they had some discussions on that. Then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu made a proposal to him, suggestion. That look, there is a verse in Srimad Mahaprabhu. Atma Ramashtra Munayo Nirgrantha Api Urukrami Kurvanti Ahaituti Bhakti Itham Uttamunamari. That Atma Ramashtra Munayo, the, the great thinkers, the munis, the sages, those who are deriving their joy from within themselves. That means those who are situated in spiritual excess, Atmarama. Although they're nirgrantha, they're totally free from all material bondage. Yet, Kurvanti Ahayuti Bhakti, 
Purukrame. They render unconditional devotional service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Why is that? that if, the, if deriving the spiritual joy or Brahma Jyoti, actually his commentary was based on impersonalistic understanding. Sarvam because they were just dwelling into Brahman realization or Brahmananda. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu through this verse pointed out that those who are situated in the Brahmananda, why do they render devotional service to Krishna after that? Therefore, devotional service to Krishna is beyond Brahman realization, beyond transcendental ecstasy of realizing or becoming situated in impersonal Brahmachita. And <clears throat> Sarovatacharya became so upset that he was the greatest scholar of India at that time and now he has been defeated by a 24-year-old boy. Still he was thinking he's just a sentimentalist. Still he could not accept him as the Supreme Personality of God. So he locked himself up in his room without eating and he was very hard broken. So at midnight, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came. And he manifested his four six arm form in front of him. In four arms he was holding lotus disc, conch, and in two other arms he was holding uh, the sannas danda and the water pot of the sannas. Seeing that, Sarvam Bhattacharya recognized who he was. And then he composed right there hundred verses in glorifying Sri the first one goes like Vaidagra Vidya Nija Bhakti Jokam Shikhartha Meka Purusha Purana Shri Krishna Chaitanya Shadira Dhani Kripam Buddhidya Stamma Vaidagra Vidya Nija Bhakti Jokam His own Bhakti Jokam Which is actually the knowledge of Him or situation in total In order to teach that, the Supreme Personality of Godhead has appeared, which is non-different from His own devotional service. So this way you can see that renunciation and devotional service go hand in hand. Or to be more precise, it can be said that devotional service is the mother. Bhakti is the mother and Jnana and Vairagya, knowledge and renunciation are her two sons. So wherever the mother goes, the sons also fall. So wherever there is devotion, knowledge and renunciation will automatically become manifest. So in order to teach that science of renunciation, 
which is non-different from her own devotional service. Shikhattameka, Purusha Purana, the original Supreme Personality of God, has appeared, Sri Krishna Chaitanya Sharirata, has appeared as your, as Sri Chaitanya, Sri Krishna Chaitanya. So here we can see the greatest scholar of that time, who was an impersonalist. The impersonalists, according to Chaitanya Charitamrita, are the worst offenders to Krishna. Mayavadi, Krishna Aparadi. The impersonalists are the worst offenders to the lotus feet of the Supreme Personality. Now that in Although an impersonalist and the greatest scholar of his time, Sarvamum Bhattacharya, although at the beginning he was completely rejecting the concept that this personality, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, is the Supreme Personality of God, now surrendered himself to Sri Chaitanya And in his glorification, he wrote simply, And as a result of that, the, the other impersonal became very upset with Chaitanya Like there was one person called Prakashananda He was the head of all the sannyasas. And he was extremely upset that uh, this person converted Sarvamahattacharya into a and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, as you know, had an encounter with him. And Prakashananda Saraswati also became a So this is the clear indication of the actual identity of Sri Krishna Chaitanya. Now let's hear from Ravindra <laughs> You're such a hard act to follow. <laughs> There's a temptation when you're going to speak to think about what you're going to say and not listen, but this case I was just listening. Lost for. There is a, maybe you're familiar with the famous name, uh, Groucho Marx, uh, an American uh, uh, comedian, a comic, an actor. So in one of his movies, uh, 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 his character was invited to join a very exclusive gentleman's club. And he and he reacted with indignation. He said, what? I would not belong to any club that would have me as a member. <laughs> <laughs> so it's sort of like that with uh, <laughs> uh, ourselves. Uh, uh, because, because what Lord Chaitanya is giving is so extremely elevated on the one hand. And on the other hand, if it's so elevated, why am I offered it into it? It's so unqualified. 
But that 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 is the the, the, the essence of, of what Mahaprabhu uh, uh, does. That, that, that what he's offering is much higher than than, than great scholars and big Vedantas that people can reach. Even uh, even Lord Brahma. So it, 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 it's, it's, it's very, very difficult. Um, if you are ascending uh, to, the, to the absolute by, by the different processes, uh, this Brahman realization, but that just turns out to be entry level, and up above that is Paramatma, and then beyond that is Bhagavan. And then as Mara is saying, you can look at Bhagavan realization. And that also has its levels of intimacy. Uh, Prabhupada refers to this as most confidential knowledge. He explains that when something is confidential, not everyone will be able to appreciate it. Uh, He gives the example that that, uh, um, if if I have... uh, uh, pictures of my children or grandchildren or whatever. Uh, I share those with other relatives. If I if I stop, you know, with strangers and say hey, these are my good, they're not going to be interested in the your grandchildren. Yeah, that's it, okay. <laughs> but if they you're right, oh yeah, it looks just like something you know. <laughs> that that that's so not everyone will be able to appreciate Krishna consciousness is like that. Very, very elevated and uh, esoteric, and and, and 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 it's it's at the end of a, a dialectic, you might say, because uh, uh, the, the the karma platform, uh, the world is being enjoyed, and then after you get some understanding of what the world is really like see the material world the way it really is and what are the true prospects for enjoyment. And then also you begin to get the idea that in fact our enjoyment is the cause of our suffering. Uh, uh, Krishna says this very very clearly in the Bhagavad Gita Yehi Samsparsha Jan Hoga Dukkayonaya Those pleasures Bhoga, uh, the enjoyments, those enjoyments. Some sparsha job that arise from the contact, sparsha means contact, touch, but here the, the contact between all the senses and their objects, so it's percent perception. Some sparsha job, bhoga. Yea, he some sparsha job, bhoga. There's an E in there for emphasis. They are in fact. The, the birthplace of all dukkha suffering. So it, the world is just the opposite of what people think. That this knowledge alone should destroy the economy. Yeah, he sounds partially Yet have dukkha, suffer more. The more you enjoy the material the greater your suffering. Uh, and 
Adhyanta Vanta Ponte says that, that because these pleasures, they have a beginning and they have an end. Uh, and those who are wise take no delight in them. The word Buddha is there, it's kind of a Buddhist verse. <laughs> uh, those who are Buddha, they, they, uh, they have like Buddha, they, they, they don't take any delight in them. So that's kind of in, entry level spiritual life is when you, you, one understands that. Uh, and uh, and uh, the other reason we probably discussed at the end of that purport it mentions is that the more one tries to enjoy material nature, the more one identifies with it. So this false enjoyment of the self, uh, of the soul with the body, is caused by sense gratification. That's why sense gratification is bad for you. It is the cause of suffering. You can, you can say to yourself all you want, oh, I'm a Hare Christian devotee, I'm not the body. I believe that. But I will actually identify with the body anyway if I'm still trying to enjoy it. You just that, That's just my, my existential condition. So, so that's the, but that's the beginning of spiritual realization. And then the next thing people try to do is almost go to the opposite side of it. And this is the Maya type, which so far is against the material world. It said decides it doesn't even exist. It's, it just writes it out of the, the ontology. Ontology means the, the, the inventory of what there is. It comes from the Greek word ontos for being. It's out of existence. It's not really there. Shankara says they cannot be perceived either as existing or as not existing. Because if it's not there, what is it you're talking about? It's not there. So it's sort of <laughs> it has this, this kind of semi-existence. So it's a total rejection of the world. Mayavatra completely rejects. And when he rejects it, it says no name, no form, no qualities, no pastimes. Uh, 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 because in their mind, it's based on the world. Name means material name. Form means material form. Activities mean material activities. That's just natural activity. What a spiritual activity to them would be a self-contradiction. So they, 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 they get that form. To go from there to bhakti requires some help. Because it, 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 it's like a, it's like a classic, this dialectical progression that the philosopher Hegel talked about and that Marx took over in a different way of thesis, antithesis, and synthesis. When there's a, when you, when you, the synthesis, things are, they use the German word, aufheben, lifted up, raised up. So in Bhakti, the world comes back. It returns, form returns, name returns, all these things, but as spiritual form, spiritual name, spiritual activity. And the, the material world, which is now one aspect of the total reality, is, is neither enjoyed nor renounced. It's simply engaged in Christian service. So it's, it's the highest position. 
and very, very few, uh, at least Vaishnavas know this much. All Vaishnavas know this much. But it's rare that you can get there. And, and the Maya bodies can't understand it at all, and the materialists understand it even less. Uh, for, for most materialists, even those who are religious, their, their, their religion is mostly karma. Uh, and the tinge of bhakti attached. Even, even Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur says that when you're performing a Vedic sacrifice, which is karma from the religion, because you have to, every offering requires the name of Vishnu who's there and that he's part of the sacrifice, there is a little bhakti, and that's what helps you out. So anyway, this, this is very, very rare. Very hard to get to. Very sublime. Uh, understanding. And then Mahaprabhu gives us access. It's almost unconceivable mercy that he does so. It is unconceivable actually. And it's totally undeserved. So these these two things that Mahaprabhu does, combine to something that's very, very, very sublime. And at the same time, something that's very uh, magnanimous. That, that people who are otherwise totally unqualified can become qualified. Can, can have an witness to this. Uh, uh, so th- this is what, what uh, uh, he's, he's doing, as Maharaj pointed in this particular Kali Yuga, the Krishna comes once in a day of Brahman. And once in a day of Brahman, he shows his Vrindavan pastimes, which is the private life of God. Confidential, this is God's family, and not everybody will ever be, be appreciated. Uh, and even with all that, there are people who are interested in Krishna's Braj Leela, and they just think some kind of uh, sex act mundane sexual thing going on or something like that. Uh, very easy for them to misunderstand. This is one reason why it should be kept. That's the trouble uh, with, with having confidential things be public. People will, will immediately latch on to some kind of misunderstanding. Uh, so so with, with, with Krishna, he, he shows this Vrindavan pastimes. Uh, once in a day of Vermont. But at the same time, he comes a little later as Lord Chief Premier to make it accessible. And there's a, a, a verse in the Chaitanya Charitamrita that when, when, when Krishna came and descended, he brought the, the, this treasure house of the love of God with him, but it remained locked. So only very few people had real access to there, but it was locked. But when he came as Lord Chaitanya with his uh, companions, Panchatattva, they broke up, they broke open the locks. They all opened up the storehouse and plundered the contents and distributed as they sang, chanted, and danced to everybody. And they didn't consider who was fit and who was unfit. And to me, that, that, that part 
kind of reminiscence of, of, of Krishna uh, stealing the, the butter because he distributed it to all the monkeys. Like they plundered the storehouse of it, they cooked the and uh, their uh, butter to everybody. So, so th- this is this is what my Lord Chaitanya comes because when, when this is available, when, when Krishna displays these pastimes, then he gives it to everybody and, and makes it possible for, for all of us uh, to have it. And I, I think, uh, as far as I, I know, uh, Bhakti Chuswami has pointed out that if you are worshipping Lord Chaitanya, you are worshipping Radha and Krishna. That, that, that this, this is actually how we, we have access, and the, the proper access, by the way, uh, to, uh, to uh, Raghunuga Bhakti. If we're following the six, the six Goswamis, for example, they are our mentors, they are our exemplars, they are the people who first digested Lord Chaitanya, that understood his teachings, and, and their own manjaris. Each one of them is a, 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 a maid servant of one of Krishna's main gopas. They have this what's called manjari bhava, like a younger girl, uh, like, like, like the gopis in Vrindavan who pray to Kakyayani to, to have Krishna as their husband. They're like that in their spiritual identity. Uh, and, and, and that's what they are experiencing in their... In, because we have, we have advanced devotees, there's a sadhaka deva and a siddha deva. A sadhaka deva means this particular body uh, in, in which I, I am practicing devotional service. Uh, siddha deva is a spiritual body which uh, uh, is uh, one of Krishna's associates. Uh, as Maharaj said, the friendship, uh, parental, uh, and, and, and conjugal are only available with Krishna. I, actually, I just read from Bhakti Siddhanta, he says it's actually not two and three, it's two and a half and two and a half. <laughs> to be really precise, because, because uh, friendship with a sense of subordination is there with, with Lord Orion. Half friendship, yeah, friendship of, of like a younger child to an older brother or something, you know, like with a sense of being subordinate. Uh, and and but with Orion, it's with Krishna, it's friendship with a sense of equality or even being a little superior. Uh, so th- these are the, the so friendship is two and a half and two and a half. Technically precise. <laughs> this is this. Is, so to get into those more intimate uh, and to 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 to, to relate to Krishna, where the this on reverence is appropriate. Uh, Krishna is definitely awesome, uh, and, and, and he definitely um, you want to bow down before him. There's a very famous scholarly book. Uh, written by Rudolf Otto, 
uh, in the early part of the century called, uh, uh, in German it's Das Heilige, and translated in English as the idea of the holy. And he wanted to establish as a kind of scholar of religion that there was this experience that people had, which was an experience of the holy. And, uh, uh, and it puts, when you encounter the holy, that's Heidegger or whatever it is, it can be personal, it can be influenced, it, you know, when you experience that, there is uh, across the literature this feeling of, uh, of uh, a great uh, sense of real humility, uh, of, uh, of, of fear, uh, trembling, uh, and, and his two big examples in the book are Moses, when he encounters the burning bush, his reaction is a manifestation of God, takes off his shoes, and you want to bow down, you want to... And the other is actually the universal form from, from Bhagavad Gita, the same, the same reaction that, 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 uh, that uh, Arjuna experienced. Uh, and that same sense of subordination, of, of awe, and of fear, because you are encountering somebody that is so much beyond our conception of power and magnificence and, and might that you can't help but be afraid. It is terrifying, in, in a sense, but it's a kind of holy terror. <laughs> because at the same time, you're attracted. Uh, and in a sense, it's perfectly correct because we are infinitesimally small, and Krishna is infinitely great. Look, look at the gap between us. The, the, you know, the ontological, realistic difference. How is it possible to love God? And therefore, most religions they focus on this very big sense of awe and reverence. And that this the big aspect of this. The hope, what the, what the holy is. But of course, Rudolf Otto couldn't understand, being a good Protestant Christian, <laughs> that the Bhagavad Gita goes on, doesn't it? And he, then he says, Krishna said, uh, Arjuna says to Krishna, show me your two-handed form. I want to see that. Uh, I appreciate his universal form, yet yeah, it's, wow, you know, <laughs> I see what you're doing, but I, I'm a little put off at the same time because, I mean, Krishna just sort of confessed, I'm deaf, I'm tired, I've come to destroy everybody. That's the most terrifying thing about God. And that is, by the way, the thing that people have most against God. Those of us who preach in the West and always encounter people who have antagonistic, openly antagonistic feelings for God. Uh, they, 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 uh, he has created a world where everybody has to die. He is a mass murderer. <laughs> to, to put it fine. That's what they think. He's mad. And there's some blunder on his part. And if I were God, I could do a better job of it than whoever is holding that position right now. And most people don't think that, that God is a demon. They, it's more easy to think that there is no God. 
But I, I've had the experience of talking to people who say, I don't believe in God. And I, then I ask them to please explain to me the God you don't believe in. And I can always say, I don't believe in that God either. <laughs> and, and, and what they're explaining is something like uh, the, the, the universe where Hiranyi Kashyapu was temporarily in charge of it, sitting on the throne of India. <laughs> this is a, you know. And, and there's religion, like Gnosticism is a, a, almost like that, you know, that, that, that God is a, the creator of God of the universe, Brahma is a demon. That there are religions like that. And when they go any higher, they, that, that's why they become uh, impersonalists, that there's something beyond Brahma, but it's impersonal. Uh, so, so God has got a bad reputation in this way. But, but what, what, what happens in the Bhagavad Gita is Arjuna is saying, yes, you know, I, I see this difficult aspect of yourself that you've shown me in the universal form, but I know that behind that, there's you, there's Krishna. And that, that, that is the aspect of the divinity. People don't have access to it. They can't, they can't get there. They don't, they don't understand it. Uh, uh, and, uh, and a lot of times they are worshiping God, but, but a lot of times they think that God is many businesses to send everybody else to hell. And that's what he really wants to do. And so you, you, you get forms of theistic religions that are very very impactful uh, because they're, they're, they're almost religions of resentment of, you know, I'm happy to see all these people in hell. And it gives us... So what saves us from all these different things is what you that That, 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 that he, he is actually giving us access to the highest aspect uh, of the Supreme Personality of Godhead where he is, uh, gets rid of the on-reverence. You think, think of two dials, you know? One is majesty and the other is sweetness. Because anybody will agree that if God is the best of everything, it has to be if there was some universal beauty contest, he would win it. He has to be, that's why the name Krishna, all attractive. Uh, he, that's what God is. And that's why you can say to anybody else who don't have an idea of whose idea of God is somebody unattractive, whether they worship Him or disdain Him. That's not what God is. God is all attractive. It is, if you were to see God, you'd fall in love with Him in a minute. Uh, so, so, this all attractive, this, this is also an aspect. And the other aspect is majesty. But the majesty, whenever there's majesty, like Rudo Otto says, you kind of have to stand back a little bit because you're, you're aware of your creatureliness, your littleness, your tininess, your unworthiness to even be looking at You're aware of that. So that means there's reverential worship, and that's appropriate because Krishna's being great. But, but, but the Lord doesn't, he, is, he wants to expand loving relationships. And if he also 
frightens everybody. If he also overawes, let's not say frightens, let's overawes everybody. How's he going to do that? So therefore, as, as Narayana, his majesty overpowers his beauty and his attractiveness. But as Krishna, he, he turns up the, you know, turns down the majesty and turns up the beauty. You know, that, that, so, so he manifests his, his all attractiveness. And, and, and so he's playing like a little child, but if he opens his mouth to his mother, she sees in his mouth the whole universe and sees herself looking into his mouth. You know, it's there. Uh, but it's, 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 it's covered by, by Krishna to, to have these intimate relationships. And anybody who understands if God is a being a greater than which none can be conceived, this is just a classic uh, Western definition by Saint Anselm. Uh, the definition of God that than which no greater can be conceived. Uh, if, if we give you Bhagavatam and we say to you, "This is the biography of God." This is, if you understand, read Bhagavatam, study Bhagavatam, this is what we mean by God. Now you tell me just the idea of anybody greater. They won't be able to do it. I'm convinced. <laughs> so, so, so th therefore, I, this is one reason, aside from the mercy of people like Maharaj, one reason I am convinced that Krishna is the supreme personality of God. Uh, it, it, you can't show anyone, any, even the idea of anyone, greater. And that greatness is, is even enhanced more by this aspect of Mahaprabhu, of, 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 of his coming. This is his, Krishna's own tribute to devotees. Uh, the big ambition of people is to become God. I mean, in the material world, everyone has a God project to lord it over material nature. Uh, and I had the experience once of, of, of working in an office where, where the, the, the lowest person in the hierarchy was this lady who controlled the, the file cabinet, the fly cabinet, the fly closet. And if you wanted, uh, she was like a sub, 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 sub office worker. And her job was to make sure that everybody, yeah, if you were the big studio, make sure that everybody had, well, this is the old days, typewriter, <laughs> paper, pencils, pens, paper clips, staples, you know, all that stuff. Uh, uh, but if you wanted any of those things, you had better, when you went to her, pay your humble obeisances. <laughs> say nice things, stay on her good side, because otherwise you have to get all those things out of your own pocket. <laughs> so she had a little God project. She, was, she controlled one thing, that closet. But over that, she was the Lord. So you'll see in the, in the material world that these God projects are going on like this. 
all the time. And so this is, we are here in the material world because we have a God project. Let me be the enjoyer and let me be the controller. Uh, uh, Prabhupada once uh, was having a conversation with an Indian gentleman who's a Christian from South India. And quite from what he was saying to Prabhupada, had been converted to Christianity, uh, possibly mostly by hearing bad things about Hinduism and Krishna Krishna from Christian missionaries. Because he said to Srila Prabhupada, how can you worship a God who is an adulterer? (laughs) That's what he said. Understand that? An adulterer. Krishna taking out his men's wife. How can you? They were like missionaries, like I said, here's your God, Krishna, who goes out with other men's wife. And here's Jesus, you know, who's, who's, who's a, basically a brahmachari. <laughs> that's that. But that, that, that they're, they're, so who is more holy? This debauched uh, person or whatever. So that's, that's what they did. That, that's what it is. So he said this, and Prabhupada said to him, he said, Krishna is not the adulterer. You are the adulterer. All women belong to Krishna. <laughs> I thought that was so cool. And the man, the man was obviously, I was listening to the tape, though the man was like speechless. <laughs> you know, considering the pious Christian, yeah, I have a wife, and that's my wife, you know, owner of this woman. <laughs> he said, you are the adult, all women belong to Krishna. But I have to confess that when I heard this, I felt this pain of envy in my heart. But I didn't know it was there. And I thought, what? Not just one for me? It's not yet to be one. I'll get all of the women. You can't share So I realized it was there in my heart, you know, the enjoying spirit. And that Krishna is the enjoyer of everything. And he, we are to be enjoyed by Him. Uh, and, and, and so the people that, that are into at least religion with regulated sense gratification, they don't understand this. So what sense gratification is, it is the act of atheism. It means I'm taking something that belongs to Krishna and seizing it for myself. I am the enjoyer, I am am the controller. And so it takes a lot to become purified uh, from that. And that's what Mahaprabhu is making possible uh, for for us to to do. So when he comes, you know, then he shows Krishna as the all-attractive, as the supreme personality of Godhead. He makes him accessible to us by, by bringing this process of, 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 of bhakti over. And really, I mean, just to make the basis of it, uh, uh, the Maha Mantra it is a genius, uh, comprehensive uh, idea that because of me, bhakti means to engage the senses. You cannot become purified of sense gratification and the ideas unless the senses have engagement. This is what the mayavads can't can do. You know that the senses are always there to bhakti all the time, because you're trying to just 
deny them and negate them. Uh, but but uh, but here we, we engage the senses, begin with the tongue, and then you know there's this these two syllables and this Krishna, the, the three words Hari, Krishna and Rama. We we put everything into this 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 Maha mantra, and, and so the prototype of of of. Uh, engaging the senses in the service of Krishna is simply chanting the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. It's so accessible, we don't have to understand Sanskrit, we can just know these uh, simple words. Uh, and and, and, and uh, has this immense potency because you are associating with Krishna. Again, as Maharaj said, this is in one particular form through Lord Chaitanya as a devotee. Uh, that, that simultaneously he's, he's, he's giving us this devotional service to every, everybody. And of course by being a devotee, uh, becoming a devotee himself, because all, all, yeah, let me go back to where I was, everybody in the material world wants to become God. But God himself wants to become a devotee. Because Basically, this is this is Krishna thinking that 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 somehow rather Radharani is by being his devotee is having experiences that even he can't have because because I, I am uh, I, I am the, the she's the ashraya. She's the person that has this feelings toward me, these, these wonderful feelings. And I'm the Vishaya, I'm the, I'm the object that inspires those, those things. And from my position, I can't experience what she's experiencing. Because it says there's three, three things he, want, he wants to... First of all, I'm the, I'm the supreme enjoyer, but what I cannot experience is the feelings that Radharani spent especially as the, the prototype of all the devotees, this feeling. She's got something I don't have. Now, God doesn't accept limitations. <laughs> she has something I don't have. But I can't do it because I'm God, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of I'm stuck in my own position as a supreme, as a supreme Lord. You know? And the other thing is, he, he wants to understand, anyway, what is it about me that inspires such feelings in her. Be- because I have something about myself I don't understand, but it really, I'd like to see, I just look at myself from, from her eyes and just understand what it is and experience it uh, 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 for my, my, myself. So for, for these reasons, he wants to become, he becomes a devotee. And so, Nothing is impossible for him, so he puts on her 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 her, her beauty, her, her color, golden color, and her baba and her feelings, and this way he appears as Mahaprabhu. So this is like if you think of of manifestations of God that are increasingly more advanced, Mahaprabhu is actually as far as it goes. Where he gets, turns around again, and because yeah, they're, they're, they're really 
would be to show God at His greatest, God becomes His own devotee. And then in that, as the devotees are by nature very merciful, He becomes the most merciful of devotees. So He combines in Himself these two seemingly contradictory things, this incredible access to the real private life of God. And the idea of being able to, to be very, very merciful and liberal with it. With it. And this is an aspect that Mahaprabhu is an aspect uh, of, the, of the Supreme Lord, which is not really explicit even in the Bhagavatam. Uh, and we have to accept the supplements to the Bhagavatam, Chaitanya Charitamrita, thing like Chaitanya Bhagavatam, the Lord Chaitanya. They're in there implicitly, but he, he brings it out. So this is why people have to understand it, 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 that, that the, the personality of Lord Chaitanya, at least it's important to me, just uh, it, it, once you see it, you can recognize the, 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 the philosophical, as we say in this one, I would say theological, but the theological necessity for understanding the greatness of God. The greater than which none can be conceived has to have Mahaprabhu in it. That's, that's my, that's my uh, conclusion. And we just have to consider ourselves to be supremely fortunate uh, to be the recipients of, of this and to be born at that particular time. Uh, I mean, because Mahaprabhu was not here that long ago when you look at the, the span of, of, of history even human recorded history right now, not very long ago. And especially for Srila Prabhupada taking the step of really showing this magnanimity of, of, of the Lord. Anyway, so Does anybody have any question or comment? Guru you mentioned that in Abhartatanamu, uh, what we actually worship Tatanamu have in all the weathers. Yes. Whether we worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in all reverence. Oh, yes. Yes, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is worshipped in all reverence, but this worship leads us to Krishna in very intimate relationship of the relationship that is centrally based on Krishna. Also, we, we, we would worship, say, the six Goswamis in the same way, but they, they, that, is, that, that is also an entry into their way of worshipping a Christian in their spiritual, uh, in their, their, uh, yeah, their, their spiritual forms. I mean, in, in a sense, uh, the six Goswamis are in both ways eternally, because in, 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 in the transcendental Namadu, uh, uh, Lord Chaitanya and his associates are all there 
that's why Prabhupada said we'll have another ISKCON in the spiritual sky. And literally, the followers of Lord Chaitanya, and I think I'm right about this, we have, we have two, we are, if we become, uh, uh, if we go back to Godhead, we are in two places at once, at least. One in Chaitanya Leela and one in Gaurali. Right? Chaitanya and Vrindavan. Oh, excuse me, Vrindavan. Yeah, Chaitanya, Gaurali and, and, and Krishna Leela. Uh, yeah, there are two, two places at once. Yeah. And, and, and the one with Lord Chaitanya will always be on reverence. But, that's, but, but that means appreciating Krishna and his Vrindavan Leela. Closeness and intimacy. And uh, Ramanuva. In simple words, Bhaiji Bhakti to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu leads to Raghavanuva Bhakti to Radha Krishna. And as Prabhupada was pointing out, that say when we approach the Goswamis, not only Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, when you approach the Goswamis, that approaches in oil reverence. But then you get access to Vrindavan, there we find that the Goswamis are much greater. You know, intimate servants of the Gopis in their, in their intimate dealing with Sri Krishna. Yes. Uh, I have a question from uh, 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 in the Madhyalila 19, uh, 151, it says that Brahman Jiva Guru Krishna Prasad is Bhakti So it says that when we uh, I mean, we get a bhakti lata each, but in, the, in that purport itself, uh, another verse is quoted from 22nd chapter, 107, uh, which says that the seed of devotion is eternally present in the heart. So, I mean, these two things contradict itself. Okay, I have a request of answer to the The bhakti lata bija that, that, that uh, comes into the heart is the, the our, our original relationship with Krishna is already there. We, we, we are, uh, uh, it, it's, it's not something that's given to us. It's who we are, it's our, our, our eternal spiritual identity. But the, but the, but the, See the son of the heart of the spiritual master is the is the, uh, uh, the, the that that which makes our original identity become manifest. So both are true, uh, but but the, the idea that we somehow or other we have no relationship with Krishna innately that that's not our identity. We are somehow just floating around in our spiritual sense in the Brahma Jyoti without any contact with Krishna. Uh, uh, that's superficial. But that, that actually, that everyone, uh, the, the swarm of the jiva is Nitya Krishna Das, 
then uh, we, we have some kind of relationship with Krishna innately. We are constituted by the relationship with Krishna. Uh, as devotional service progresses, as we advance in devotional service, and Krishna becomes more and more revealed to us, we also become more and more revealed to ourselves. And what that Vijaya does is give the seed of that progression so that, so that both we, Krishna become manifest to us and we become manifest uh, to ourselves, who I really am. Uh, otherwise, there was a controversy at one time in this time where some, some people uh, uh, were, uh, got the idea that, that, um, that we, we fell from the Brahma Jyoti. That, that the Brahma Jyoti has all these souls who never had any relationship with Krishna and we fell from the Brahma Jyoti. And Prabhupada responded to this by saying that uh, no, fallen means to fall from a higher position and then if you're in the Brahma Jyoti you're already, you're already fallen. <laughs> it's, it, 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 it's, uh, so it denies this idea that somehow we don't have a relationship with Krishna. That, that relationship is there. And that's my understanding. Wanna... Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. Okay. Wouldn't you say that the Christians also have an idea that God is coming in the form of a devotee, although maybe it's not theologically developed, that God is Jesus is coming as a devotee? What about it? Well, that they also have that. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's a notion like that. That's right. Um, uh, although, um, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, this is enough, but, but that, 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 that's, that, that is something that uh, they're trying to understand. I mean, basically, with, 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 with Jesus, the, 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 the relationship is always one of uh, uh, either servitorship or, or passive adoration uh, with God. When you say God is the Father, the the, the relationship uh, of a, a a child to a father is a variation of dasarasa, dasarasa, of servitorship, subordinate servitorship. Uh, I'm sure the may not like to have this idea. But, but I would say that this Christian concept is misconstrued. Yes, of course. Because although they are saying that, the God, that God came as a devotee, but Jesus is saying he's the Son of God. He's yeah. not saying that he's God. No, he, he, but they have misconstrued that concept. Most probably from us. He had, he, <laughs> but he, he has, there's two things he says. That the Father and I are one, and my Father is greater than me. So as far as I can understand, he isn't God. But they, they didn't have any category to understand how you could be a servant and still be divine. Uh, and, and so they, they, they put together this uh, the idea of the Trinity as three aspects of, of God. And there's truth into it. 
as far as I can see it, but it's, it, it's it, like, uh, they're taking this kind of partial truth and, and amplifying it. Um, and, and if you, if you consider him uh, 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 Jesus, uh, it only goes so far. And with, with Mahaprabhu, you, you find out so much more about God. But, but the, the, uh, within the Judeo-Christian tradition, there's always on reverence. Uh, it, it says that in the Bible that when Moses met God, uh, when he went up into the mountain to receive the Ten Commandment tablet, what it says is that he could not see God's face. He only saw his backside. So it's this picture God as having a form, uh, with a backside meaning a rear end. Uh, uh, but he couldn't see his face. And, and to me, that's sort of a, a, a limitation. And, and when, when um, generally in a, in, a, in a Christian tradition, although now they're being a little more inspired by Vaishnavism, generally in a Christian tradition, you know, that, that's as, as far as it gets, that, that, that yeah, God is a person, but uh, uh, I, I, his, you know, his, his real face is covered by his dazzling effulgence, and that, that, that effulgence hasn't been removed. So that they, 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 they cannot uh, uh, have this appreciation. But they also have some people who talk about a bridal theology, yeah, the Brides of Christ. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah I, I, I don't know how to evaluate that entirely. Yeah, but the, the so-called Bible mysticism. That's based on the song of uh, the Solomon's songs, uh, which describes... The, the Jews took it as describing the relationship between God and Israel. This, it's, it, it's, it's, it's a marriage, it, it, it's a wedding song. It's in the form of a kind of song that would be sung in celebration of a wedding with a bride and a bridegroom and uh, their love for each other. And it got included in the Bible. Controversially, by the way, some people thought it didn't belong, but it got, it got included in the, in the Bible. Uh, and, and some scholars wonder whether it was actually just a secular song that got included or, or not. But anyway, it's, it's in there. And then Christians took it over to, to indicate the sense of becoming the, the, the bride of Christ. Uh, and, uh, and so there, there may be some... Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know how to, how to really evaluate that. And I don't have to, actually. <laughs> Let's take the gold cup. Yeah. 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 So, uh, this is like a follow-up to the first question that Nandazila Prabhu asked. And uh, you mentioned, like, I've heard this like few times, but I just wanted some more clarification. You mentioned that writing for the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is transform or leads to Radhanova. So like is it like something that 
like also I was thinking about Prabhuji mentioned about like Rupa Raghunatha Pade, we have to be that in the worshipping group and the Goswami is in the mood of awe and reverence. So I'm just thinking because like right now we worship Chaitanya in the mood of awe and reverence and also on the altar Radha Krishna is also awe and reverence. So that feeling of awe and reverence is it going to be like transformed to a different mood at a particular time in our spiritual progress or like Yes, yes. Like um, the example is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's encounter with Ramananda Roy. Like at the at the ultimate point, Ramananda Roy is seeing Radha Krishna in place of Sri Chaitanya. So approach to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is through Bhaiti Like if we look at Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, I mean he's a devotee. He's a spiritual master. The approach to the spiritual master is in So we are approaching Chaitanya Mahaprabhu through oil reverence and as Krishna pointed out that the whole world worships me following my Shapur Jagati Muni, Shapur Jagati, an entire universe. Kari Bhoiti serves me following the rules and regulations of the scriptures, which means point reference. But Biji Bhakti Brajo Prem Dikanarishwati. Bhoiti Bhakti cannot deal Brajo. Therefore, Krishna came as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Now, we are serving Chaitanya Mahaprabhu following the rules and regulations of the scriptures in oil reverence. But that is being transformed automatically, spontaneously into Prajapri, loving relationship with Krishna in the mode of Vrindavan. Actually, in that respect, there is a very beautiful verse spoken by Srila Prabhupada Nasarasa. Yatha Yatha Gaura Padar Vinde Vindeta Bhakti Krita Putya Rashi Tatha Tathut Sarputi Hidi Akashmat Radha Padam Gaura Sutham Rashi As one develops his attachment to the lotus feet of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu due to Krita Putya Rashi, due to heaps of pious activities. He develops his attachment to the lotus feet of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Tatha Tathat Sarputi Ridi Akashmat. To that same extent, right? Akashmat means all of a sudden. All of a sudden, accordingly, all of a sudden the heart becomes inundated with the nectar flowing from the lotus feet of Sri So, yeah, the transformation, you know, will take, take place. Without our conceiving. Of its own accord. Of, of, our own accord. Uh, of its own accord. It just inspired. Like, <laughs> in a way, who is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? Radha Krishna. So you're seeing Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. All of a sudden you see Radha Krishna. So where were you at that time? You're in Vrindavan. You're transported to Vrindavan. Yeah, it happened on its own. Yeah, on its own. It'll happen. You only have to make it happen. To the same extent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That you, that you know, essentially, that's uh, yeah, 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 yeah
Yes. It's your turn. Huh? It's your turn. Well, I'll see you once I have to. Oh, I'll do it. I hope she's going to ask you. <laughs> Actually, I was going to make a comment. Okay. It was very, um, to me, one of those times when sometimes you think uh, a whole class is being spoken to personally. It was, it was to everyone. But in 1975, for Gorpanima um, class in Mayapur, Srila Prabhupada was, um, you can look it up in the database, he was saying how people want to worship Radha and Krishna. But he said, first you have to know how to worship Krishna. And if you want to worship Krishna, first you must uh, worship Mahaprabhu. And then he got very strong. He said, and do not think that you can worship Mahaprabhu unless you first worship Nichananda. And don't think you can worship Nichananda until you have followed in the footsteps of the six Goswamis. And don't think you can follow in the footsteps of the six Goswamis at first you don't follow the orders of the spiritual master. <laughs> Hi, Krishna. It's kind of the right question, theological question. And Reverend Circle mentioned during, during the presentation that one of the main reasons God attracted Mahaprabhu here to understand the mood of Shimaji Radharani, what is it that she's experiencing, and I don't know. So, one of the definitions of God is all knowing, He knows everything. So uh, one may argue, how is it possible that God doesn't know what his devotees, devotees feeling and he has to come or he has to appear to understand that? So would you please explain? Well, uh, we're talking about a temporary, but, but Lord Chaitanya is the eternal aspect of God. When he is trying to understand his devotees and experience what they're doing, He's Lord Chaitanya, and that's that's eternally there. So to say that he doesn't know, and then, then, then later on he finds out, is is not exactly like that. But there there's a dynamic. I mean, it's not that things have an upper limit. Uh, one thing that doesn't have an upper well, Prabhupada described this actually. He, he did this in Nuvrindavan. Uh, on, on John Mosley, he was looking at Radha Gunad and Chandra. And he said, How nice it is that, that uh, Krishna has appeared, Radha Krishna appeared like, in, like American boys and girls. <laughs> they were like Americans to him. And then he described uh, this, and this is based on, on uh, what's in Chaitanya Charitamrita. He says that. That, that, that Radha looks at Krishna and she sees how beautiful Krishna is. And when she sees how beautiful Krishna is, uh, her joy increases. Uh, and when her joy increases, she becomes more beautiful. Because we know that when people are happy, they look better. Uh, and, and, uh, and so, of course, there's a limitation about how, how far our material bodies can go. <laughs> we 
expressing our mentality. But in the spiritual world, where there's no difference between the soul and the body, the body and the mind, then when her happiness increases, she becomes more beautiful. And then Krishna sees that Radharani has become more beautiful, and his happiness increases, and his beauty increases. And so he says it goes on this with no end. They're, inter they're internally increasing. So this is what's going on in the spiritual world. These things like beauty, happiness, they have no upper limit. And so Krishna is not static, he's dynamic, and he's always increasing. So this is, this is, and this means that in the spiritual world, there's, a, there's spiritual time. People think of timeliness, timelessness as just stasis, where everything just frozen in ice or something, or like plastic. It's not like that. But things are always increasing. And so this, when you have a dynamic like this, but this is also what, 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 what's happening. So, so this is an internal aspect of God that we're seeing, especially in terms of, of Krishna saying, yeah, I can't experience, so I want to experience. So that's why uh, Radha and Krishna and Chaitanya are all, the three are eternally there. As soon as there's Radha and Krishna, one aspect of Krishna's mentality produces Chaitanya. So that's, that's how it's done. Okay. So you can have one last question, maybe? Yes, sir. So, on one side, uh, we are told to be humbler than a plate of cross and a patient directory. We also have instances in India where Krishna tactics get broken up by people of other faiths because they don't believe in Krishna. How do we look at it and uh, what should your attitude to this be? Uh, can, you, can you repeat it? Like, uh, <laughs> we are totally humbler than a data class and patient than a tree. Yeah. But people of other religions also break up Krishna deities in India. People of other faiths? Other religions? Temples and the deities. So, how can we talk? How much can be tolerated? Oh, I, okay. okay. What, what is it? You see, in one hand, we are told to be more humble than a plate of grass and tolerant than a tree. Mm -hmm. But how do we react when oh, people, people are destroying mm -hmm. the other temples? Um, well, very good question. But here the consideration actually is. You see, Kali Yuga is a very difficult age. And it's the age of quarrel, age of conflict. So once you give yourself to conflict, there is not going to be any end to it. Therefore, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu took a very, very, you know, very tolerant stand. Just chant the holy name and I will take care of it. Like, and what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave the emphasis on is on the holy name, not completely emphasis on the worshiping in the temple. So the thing is that you, you can see, like they broke one temple uh, or, you know, they broke something and 
the reaction came in and then it kept on escalating the conflict. Therefore, better just, you know, let them do whatever they're doing and let us keep on chanting the Bhagavad spread Krishna consciousness all over the world and in due course of time the whole atmosphere will change. The whole atmosphere will change and then millions of temples will appear in all over the world. Like another consideration is see the those who are actually sort of you know making such a big issue out of Ram Mandir, they are not at all concerned about Krishna. They are not at all concerned about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teaching. So if they were really followers of Lord Ramchandra, they would recognize who Krishna is and they would recognize who Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is. So the real emphasis <laughs> should be on the substance, not on some external things. You want to say Yeah, I just want to add one thing. That, that desire is binding. It, it binds you to the material world. You become attracted to the object's desire. You obsess with them and you take birth again and again. Hate is the same way. It's binding. If you hate somebody, you can't stop thinking about them. You become obsessed with them. So you become what you hate. So both of these attitudes are, 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 are to be avoided. Both desire and, and hate. And so one thing about forgiving your enemies, or being forgive, forgiving, it, it, is that it relieves you from this attachment. And that, so that's why the, the idea of tolerance is there. Uh, so on the one hand, uh, it's true that, that even sometimes Prabhupada, when devotees were attacked, he became very angry because we want to protect and take care of the devotees. But that doesn't mean we should even hate those people who do it. If they, they're sorry, they're repentant, we should immediately forgive them. Or to try and help them out. But if we go on crusades against them, then we're, we're back in the material world. And there's usually all this stuff that goes on, like, like we were talking about, this is basically a sectarian false ego, rather than actual spiritual uh, desires and, and aspirations. Like... Uh Violence will breed violence, especially in this age of Kali. And there is no end to it. And you know how, how uh, undesirable the situation is in the age of Kali? All the Kshatriyas withdrew, the real Kshatriyas withdrew, because they knew that there is not going to be any fairness in the battle. Like it's going to be completely, you know, sort of, the, in the other ages the Kshatriya used to fight based on some model, you know, model code. But in the age of Kali there is no such model code. And the age of Kali there is no room for, you know, actual bravery. Like the worst coward can take out a weapon and take and keep the whole nation into ransom. That's right. So, so that's why you know, taking to violence or taking to some you know mean of using force to establish something is not going to work in this age. 
Therefore, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did not take that course. He came without any weapon. Because you use weapon in this age and there is no end to it. And also interesting thing to note, when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came, India was completely under the Muslim domination. The rulers, the Muslim rulers were, you know, killing the Hindus in thousands a day. Mahaprabhu appeared at that time. He did not really progress into that. He just said, chant the holy name and make your spiritual advance. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, when it came to Sankirtan, Chatkaji tried to stop that. Then he was like a ferocious like man. He did not protest the breaking of the temples and destroying the deity. But when it came, came to Sankirtan movement, he would not allow it to stop by any chance. Rather, at that time, he stood up in protest. So that is what we have to understand that the dharma of this age, the means of spiritual advancement in this age of Kali is chanting of the holy name of the Lord. The Juga dharma of this age is Sankirtan. And we simply have to stick to that. And Krishna Sudarshan Chakra will give protection to those who are taking shelter of the Ankhori. So I think now, or is it Arati time? Or? So I let the people now, it's your time. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.